Hello everyone and welcome to the Power 9 Podcast. My name is Mick, I'm one of your hosts alongside the magic god, Cass Ang. What's up? Alfian has died. Oh shit, man. Did you kill Alfian? No, he just... He went Did like I we- kill Alfian? He went to Weeboo land, man. Weeboo, Weeb! Weeb! Really? Yeah, so he told me about, like, last week he was telling me, uh, this is how the conversation went to go to Japan. He and his brother planned to go. Okay. Within that week, then he told his parents, uh, Mom, Dad, uh, me and Ryan are going to Japan. And okay. then the mom and dad got jealous. and okay. said, well... Then we're all going. Yeah. <laughs> then they, so they're on separate flights. <laughs> I, 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 maybe they're on the same flight, okay. but they're staying in separate hotels. That's, I want to say that's kind of cute, but I think it's kind of... It's, it's really damn weird. Yeah. Like, this is, this is not how a functional family works, by the way. It's okay, my... Mom, you're not supposed to go to Japan with us! It's the same with my family. So my mom has been bugging me to find out my school holidays. Yeah. And then I told her that, you don't book the ticket first. Like, then last night at dinner, then she says like... So I tell her like, remember, don't book the ticket. Then she's like, nope, we're not booking. Me and your father are going overseas by ourselves. Yeah, suck it. And I was like, okay, cool. Suck it, loser. Just leave you behind. Which you deserve, by the way. You know, like, oh, when's your school holiday? Oh, I don't know. When's your but school I really, holiday? The school I schedule isn't out. It's not my fault. Screw you, understand? I'm just going to go holiday with my husband. Yeah. So suck it. Anyway, you can stay in Singapore. There's nothing wrong with staying yeah, in Singapore. I mean, Where are your parents going? Uh, They are going to Hong Kong and then they're going to Seoul, oh, which man. has Jeju. Hong Kong, Hong Kong, not the best place to go right now. Uh, the really? bird flu oh, and yeah. all. Yeah. But man, bird flu killed a couple of people, but shit's uh, been always no. around. Yeah, it's so always it's been around. It's just up and down, so yeah, not so the best uh, time to go. So yeah, ask your parents to yeah. make sure they bring along They go uh, in December, so hopefully, you know, by then the, the things, the bird people thing wouldn't be as bad. Bird people? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the only way to describe this. The bird man. The bird No, man, it will always be around. It's just whether it's going to be like highly yeah. infectious and lethal because the, the environment affects your, your um, immune, system. immune system. Yeah, exactly. So you should know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why am I playing Three Sorins? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually, Three Sorins is quite kind of uh, bad. Sorins yeah. like top off your curve. and like, Yeah, but I'm playing Siege Rhino, man. Everybody's like, oh, let's play yeah. Fall of the Wall and Night of Linkry. No, no, Siege Rhino. Siege I Rhino. cast it one time, I gain the health. I don't have to Night of Linkry, sack a land, and tap for mile for lifelink. And I think we no. mentioned this before, like, Siege Rhino gets under uh, worship, right? Yeah. So and it forces your so opponent good. who's playing the Fatal Push to fetch for, if it's his only land to fetch, shock for probably a black land, if not fetch for a swamp screw his mana curve up yeah. for a fatal push so yeah it's 4 mana 4 5 yeah still Helix dies to stick. fatal push yeah. by the way but everything dies to fatal push yeah I was actually thinking I was, before they come we're going to look for some chun the last show I have a feeling there'll be come, some control decks around later oh that'll be fun yeah that's a good card uh, Alright, if you are new to all of this, this is the Power 9 Podcast remember you can find new episodes every week Tuesday, uh, every week on power9podcast.com mtgcast.com as well as on iTunes. I was going to do the spiel for the stream. Spiel? Yeah. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about specs. And uh, I don't mean your spectacles. I mean speculations. But first, like every other week, we start off with our week in magic. <laughs> Boing. Yeah. I had no week in magic. In fact, uh, we're recording this like super early. Yeah. It's like work. Yeah, because we love you guys. Not clearly because we are dedicated to this, you know. Uh... Oh yes, for our I don't know how many loyal viewers <laughs> that we have. It's about six hundred. Oh shit! We have six hundred people. Oh my god! That's very. That's a very small number, that's dude. Kind of, compared to that's kind of better like, than I expected. I was expecting like really? two hundred, like something. No, like we that. used to we used to hit like the two thousand, three thousand people sh- range. <laughs> uh, and then I don't know something. I think Podbean did something, or we went on a break, and then we lost like a lot of. Hey man, words. if you stop listening because we went on a break, you are a dick. Yeah, that's Just true. Because we are human beings, man. We hold jobs too, well, you know. Also, they they probably thought that uh, we're kind of bad. Like what? they give it, they give it about fifty episodes, and then decided, oh man, these hey, guys are these guys are totally hey, uh, totally bullshit. If man. you're sticking for fifty episodes, that's like a marriage, man. You're in it for life. It's <laughs> just like too late. You're, too late. You're like ball and chain. It's like yeah. if you leave now, it's just even lower EV. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. So this this week we're gonna talk about specs, but let's talk about our Wii Magic. So, uh, yeah. you yeah. got to. I played draft uh, for once, and I had a pretty good time for once uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get like land screwed as per normal. Uh, I like did, like somebody shout out at the top of their lungs like, "Ah, oh, you." 
lucky. You're so lucky. No, I, my opponent tilted, but uh, so my deck was black, white, green, but predominantly black, white. So okay. I drafted like a predominantly zombie deck, but it only had one card that was synergistic zombie, which was the Owls of Devastation, black, white, colors. Uh, oh, two, okay. three attacking zombie gets uh, lifelink uh, life and death touch. Yeah. So my game plan. Uh, was to basically buy time and cast overwhelming splendor. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, so I basically had a fun time because I I had grind to dust. So I actually drafted like a couple of bombs. People were passing me the color, so I was like super happy. So I, like I had. Why the, wouldn't people take grind I, to dust? So like, Danny passed it to me. I think it was second pack. So there was second okay, pack, second third pack. pick. So that wasn't his first pick. I think it was the guy on his right. Whoa, so whoa. the color was super open. So I was like. Well, if you are playing it. black, you definitely just take yeah. that. Like, instant take that. You don't yeah. even need to play because the white. It's still a remover and you deny somebody from destroying your board. Yeah. So, uh, I drafted that. I, I had Overwhelming Splendors. I had the Black Trial, the Sacrifice creature. Yeah. Which and, you say you didn't yeah. use. Which and I am... I'm mind-boggled, man. Yeah, Matthew told me the same thing and then he showed Jeffrey because Jeffrey was in the draft as well and then I wrecked uh, Danny like... Straight up. Uh, <laughs> I I also had like a... So I passed the good red rare to Jeffrey for cast out. I, I can't remember. It was only good if you're playing red. I think it was... What was the... Uh, Amon Cat. Amon Cat had... Hazard's Fury. Uh, oh I no, Amon Cat. Glorybringer. Yeah. No. no, not Glorybringer. Okay, it was some kind of red rare or red uncommon that Jeffrey was like, what do you pass this for? And then at the, the start of the actual deck building, it's like, what do you pick? And then I picked the cast out and he looked at my deck. It's like, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. That's, that's understandable. Yeah. So uh, the reason why Danny tilted is because in the draft, people passed to him three of the green uncommon from... House of Devastation, the 7-7 seven, seven Trample, come into play, Scry 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. Uh, review the top card after the Scry occurs, then gain then life gain according. Life, yeah. So I basically, game one, I lost because I didn't put in Grind to Dust and Trial. So that was my sideboard. <laughs> so I looked at him and was like, okay, time to wreck you. And then I put it in and, and then I just proceed pop, pop. to uh. kill all three of the 7-7 seven, seven Behemoths in the both falling games. And then overwhelming Splendor and just not attack him. I just told him like, I'm going to watch you deck out. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, and then he just sat there and tilted. And oh, it was man. a good time. Yeah, yeah. feels good. Feels uh, good. I mean, I, I still think magic should be played for the sake of entertainment. Yeah, not all the time competitively. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I, just have fun, man. Definitely. Uh, you know, on that on that same vein, I mean, uh, I told myself like last week I did tell you guys about the fraying sanity deck that I uh, that I made. Um, and my mission was to win one game not one match <laughs> uh, one game uh, by milling my opponent out because that's the only win con in my deck there is nothing else I have two bombs which can die very easily so if I mill you out I win the game and I mill the guy out I won a match I was like yes yes my, my life is complete tonight. my job here is done yeah, I can die happy tonight uh so yeah, I think you know sometimes you just don't have to take games so seriously yeah. and just you know just play, just play and have fun. And remember, sportsmanship is. Uh, I think sportsmanship is very important when you're playing the game because yeah. even if you're looking to play for fun or competitively, if you're on tilt, um, you it's should not fun want, for your yeah, opponent, man. You shouldn't tilt because I'm quite sure the opponent didn't mean to cut your deck and give you like seven land hands into Morgan to fall. I'm yeah. quite sure that that was never the intent. <laughs> so. I mean, it might have been, but you never know. So you shouldn't tilt at him if you do get it. Um, yeah. Speaking this, of tilt, right? That's like yeah. our last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just, uh, tilting is just bad. It affects bad. yourself, your gameplay, and everybody around you. It, yeah. it makes your LGS environment, gaming environment, so much worse. So, you know, sportsmanship, man. Keep it cool. Keep it, Keep cool. it classy. Stay cool and funky. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for those of you who don't come from Singapore, that is like typical... <laughs> Uh, I forget who who says it. Is it oh, Jamie? Oh, yeah, it's quite. Stay quite, cool and funky. That's such an old thing. That's a damn cool. That's damn or old, old school. Old school Singaporeans will know. Yes. Yeah. Um. But and for school. those of you who don't come from Singapore, go go spread it outside. <laughs> Stay <laughs> cool and funky, yo. Go spread it outside because yeah. it's like AIDS. Just spread it all around, boys. It's like shit, right? Everybody. Just spread it around. Just <laughs> rub it on the floor with your bare hands. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> not gross at all. 
<laughs> even in my imagination. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to play any magic in between that time. I wanted to play Final Fantasy on Monday to popper, mm-hmm. so I crafted out the popper deck already, okay. and it's uh, and I feel it's it's pretty good for a popper deck. Uh, for those of you who do play Final Fantasy, a popper uh, deck refers to just using no legendaries because legendaries really are the most powerful cards in the game, yeah. except for the ones that are very very underpowered. Uh, <laughs> there are very po- dude there are very shitty legendaries there are ones that you just wonder why did you make this card because if they print every card if they print a, every legendary no if they print every card as legend like every powerful card as legendary mm-hmm. I would understand like a legendary Minwoo would be fantastic wait wasn't there wasn't there an article on this as to why they can't print all good cards. I think I read it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to print bad yeah, you, cards you have to, to make good cards better. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, I don't think they printed it somewhere. I think LSB is always like. I don't know where I read it from. It's quite strange. I think you. Uh, I know when I listen to the um, uh, the limited resources podcast, like LSB and uh, who's the other host for limited resources? I don't. Uh, it's. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Marshall. Hey, no, not David, uh, sorry, David Marshall. Oh, I might have seen it online as a YouTube video. Yeah, some, some, some yeah, yeah bad cards. Yeah. yeah, you need to make bad cards to make good cards look good. Yeah. So, so I, I, lol, lol. I agree because it offsets your EV, it makes your game playable in terms of secondary market because clearly Force of Will does not agree. Uh, Force of Will is kind of like if I can sell boosters then <laughs> you know, why, why care about everybody else? No, no one else's opinion matters to me. So it's I think it's just different overall. Yeah, yeah I think it's just different overall. Uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't get to play a lot of Magic. Yeah. Like this is yeah. I mean, today just, today we're gonna watch uh, some Magic. Yesterday is, I got is, to watch. Is the new chick coming down the stream with you? No, or are no, you doing no. It alone? That was yesterday. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Jamie Jamie joined me for the uh, stream. For those of you who don't know, every Tuesday and Wednesday nights we do this uh, stream uh, on Grey Ogre Games uh, Twitch channel, Twitch.tv slash Grey Ogre Games. And yesterday, uh, we brought on Jamie Ang, and she is, uh, she's she's quite fun to be with. Just to sit around and say, actually, to have a co-host during the stream mm-hmm. is fun. I do not like casting alone oh, because yeah, it's no. boring as shit. And for standard, right? Because everybody else is playing. Uh, no, not Monorail. Everybody else is playing MTGO. There's nobody I can interact with. Alfian has it easy because Wednesday nights when Modo goes down. Uh, and then like, you know, then he's got people to talk with except for himself. Because if he was talking to himself, he would probably jump out the window and kill himself. Alfian kind of talks to himself anyway. So that, yeah, that's a good fit. Better. But then there's some people to talk to him. So Alfian will feel happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alright, let, let, let's end our week in magic. And let's talk about our main focus of the day, which is specs, speculations. Uh, not so much what we think about speculations for this set, but uh, the process, yep. I guess, the factors that, um, the, you know, that you look for, or the things that you look for when you're making a speculation. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's start with uh, the idea of speculation. Let's start with like, a good definition of speculation, and let's use the internet. Yes. Because speculation. I, I don't definition. have a good way of using words of English to definition. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of definition. Google is better. Alright, so dictionary good. says speculation is a noun. The forming of a theory or conjecture without firm evidence. Okay. There has been widespread speculation that he plans to quit. Uh no no firm evidence. There's evidence, but then it's not like this thing so the the second uh, definition is investment in stocks property etc in the hope you of gain but with the risk of of loss with the hope of gain Uh, so like you hope that the price will go up uh, but there's also this big risk uh, no not say big risk but there's this risk of loss and we can talk about big specs and small specs so of course large speculations are the ones where uh, you know, large large speculations are ones with a higher risk of loss. So, uh, you go in big, and uh, you might come out, you know, uh, terrible. yeah, terrible. And small speculations, like you, you'd have to do a lot of volume. So, for example, if we're talking about foreign currencies, so forex yes. trading, 
everybody's looking for everybody's looking for the fluctuations yeah. in forex trading. So even like a one or two point fluctuation yeah, makes you a lot of money if you buy a shit ton, uh, a shit ton of yeah, a shit ton of that currency. Yeah, I I mean I have my own like definition views of, of like I mean like different types of investments. I think uh, forex is. Opt- forex, forex is an investment forex, I don't Forex think and it's options Are kind of like I kind of like I don't know I don't want to say I don't want to say scam But yeah I think I feel that they are scams The way people sell them to you Is Like It's the same way Somebody tries to sell A magic stone to an old grandma it's like oh, If you rub it hard enough It'll work And then when it doesn't work It's like you're not rubbing it hard enough I don't know so and then it, it, and forex requires so much money and if you're oh, new yeah, to yeah. it it does and you don't have that safety net capital safety net and you put like oh. a, like a like decent 10, amount of 10K, your wealth inside K, yeah. you're just gonna just sit on your ass one day on the side of the street wondering what the hell happened to you right <laughs> so like I, I I don't like it because it's um it's very easy to give misconceptions based on these like it's different from asset and bonds because asset and bonds have a longer investment window. Uh, so same as magic cards uh, Depends on your objective Financial objective yeah. If you're looking to speculate For a short term Three months One year Those would be short term Slightly middle to short term Would be one to three years And long term Would be five to ten years Or twenty years If yeah. you have been playing Since the start of magic So So that's uh, Yeah so these are the The term uh, Okay uh, For lack of a better word The terms Or the uh, definitions And the yes. key words We are looking for When we talk about speculation uh, So uh yeah, risk, risk, and then the uh the time period. I think that's that covers most of what a speculation yes. uh should be like. Okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, you know, we're referring to this article by Saffron Olive. Good specs, bad specs, and uh, quote unquote, the process. Uh, April fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, this was not uh initiated by this content. Not like last week's one. Last week's one was initiated by the that that article about tilting. <laughs> um, the five trades. I like that. I, I actually like that article. It makes sense. Uh, but I still tilt. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, easy. Easy to <laughs> easy, easy to, to say than to practice. Um, yeah. As for all uh, good things in life. Yeah. Uh, but the, this article does point out a few, um, you know, point point out a few aspects of speculations that we like to delve into. Okay, so let let's uh, let's go through some of the factors that oh, do 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 slide slide slide. Uh, let's let's point out some of the uh, factors that we look for when uh, when we are speculating. Okay, so number one, I think is price, like uh. starting price, right? Okay, it, no, no. So it'll uh, be entry yeah. price. Like entry a, there, price. There'll yeah. be a better word. Like, um, first of all, like whatever you want to speculate on, uh, simple concept. Although, like I said, how to practice is buy low, sell high. So you don't buy a card. you don't buy a card that's really peak. Cause then, how much money could you make? Like, you know, if you're just talking about finance, it's not about usage and the amount of money you could save from buying the car. Mm-hmm. So entry price is very important. Uh, do I, do I say the next point? Um, what would be the uh? So so we have uh. Well, entry point, yeah, entry point, entry, and then uh, so the like in the process besides entry point, you have to consider your investment time frame. So, how oh, yeah. long are you looking to hold this asset, which is in this term, this particular magic card for? Yeah. Uh, how long? One, one, five, ten years, twenty years. Uh, so yeah, when we talk about price, okay, uh, going back to price and then the time frame, right? We're looking at uh the trend. So you combine these two, obviously, you get the trend of the price. Uh, you you want to see yeah at the lowest point, yep. uh, or somewhere near the lowest point. So once you see something like start to uh, start to bell bottom or uh, start to bottom out, yep. and then start to rise, then I think that's a good time where you can enter when you think that a card is is good. Okay, so this is assuming that you believe this card will rise up in price. Yes, like this is the time that you enter the, in in actual uh, forex trading. Right, there's this double uh, what's yep. that double peak? Is yep. it double peak? I, I forget what's the I forget what's the correct term for I, it. I don't know the term, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it, it will peak twice yes. before going uh going up or going down. So uh and a uh, double peak or double valley, and this will you know uh, this is like the trend in which uh 
uh, how the market reacts. And the reason behind it is because there's panic buying, panic selling. That's yes. why you get spikes. That's why so you get values. Oh my values. God, sell. Oh my God, sell. Oh my God, it's going so yeah. low. Sell, 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 sell. Then yeah. once somebody starts selling, everybody starts selling. Yeah. But then they realize like, oh, okay, maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> or somebody realizes, hey, this guy's making a mistake. I'm going to buy into it first. And then they, you know, and then uh, they go up and down again. And then when it goes back up, then people realize like, oh my mm. God, it went back up. I better sell now. And but sell usually now. they need quite a large market force for, for, for like this to happen. For the right? change in the market to happen, usually there is a, well, I mean, since I'm on the topic, uh, mirror investment. So what happens is that some people don't choose to do their own research. Instead, they, example, follow, try to follow Warren oh, Buffett's man, or yeah. the STI, Straight Times Index, and try to invest from there. So once they see like a large player pull out, they are like, okay, oh man, pull yeah, out time. Is, yeah. uh, but at, the, at but probably at that point in time, you made some loss, but you try to marginalize by uh, trying to mirror what the big boys are doing. Yeah. Uh, but that could be unwarranted because what they could do, be doing is hedging their bet. So they sell a whole bunch of shares, hoping that there's a large enough market of people who will follow him, and then he re-enters the market with at a lower price point, and he already, he's already made some amount of money. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, that's not usually a case, la. Especially yeah, yeah, Magic the Gathering. Uh, this is yeah, mirroring yeah. investments is, is uh, something that I think. Oh, uh, I mean, there was one the LED. Yeah, yeah. LED that's, was uh, the probably not, not just LED mode as well, right? Yeah, uh, that's what that's what happened uh, very recently. So uh, let's move on to the 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 other factor, which is news. So uh, related to what we're talking about, news about uh, you know certain speculations. Or, or certain buy uh, in in recent times it's buyout. What's his name again? That 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 dude. Uh, for the LED. Yeah. It was the guy who created the AIDS. Bill, I know, I, I know, think. I know. I can't remember his name, man. Shit. Okay, okay. But I mean, it's quite fitting. He created the AIDS pill and then he's cancer. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's just bad jokes. <laughs> bad jokes. Bad Martin Shkreli, that's the one. That's the guy. So Martin Shkreli. Uh, well, he want, He bought out the modes, right? Yeah. He bought out modes. Uh, and then uh, one fine day on Twitter, he said like, "Okay, I'm gonna buy out." Um, uh, what's that? What's the what's the card that we were talking about? Uh, like LEDs. LED, LED. Yeah, we're gonna buy out LEDs. And then then the market went crazy. Then the prices fluctuated like crazy. You saw Star City yeah. Games, who's usually a price setter, by the way. Uh, just, price. Yeah, yeah you, you know. And then and then things just went haywire for a short while. Uh, nothing actually happened because LEDs didn't get bought bought out, yep. did they? So, so only the modes. The sorry mode. So there's two different types of price: a uh, reactive price and e. I I guess I, it's not. I I don't think I'm quite, probably using that exact term, but it's it's probably when you buy an LED and you flood the market, that's a reactive price because people are assuming because you are the one major player, you can set the price. But that right. doesn't mean is that is the accepted market price because if it's not in demand, but you have all the stock, you can try and sell it. For as high as you can, but if no one but buys it, buy it's it, yeah. really not the true price of the good. So yeah. uh, that is something to take note on speculation. If mm-hmm. you are buying for low and everybody else is buying for low, you, you might not make as much money because you don't have majority share. But at the same time, you also mitigate a uh, decent amount of risk because you're not putting all your that's finances in one basket. Yeah, right? That's why usually when you are, it's a, like a small investment or yeah, it's yeah. a small... But, but it's also small another risk. investment thing, learning how to diversify your risk. Uh, mm-hmm. Learning not to put, in this case, example, not put all your money on. Uh, <laughs> let me think of a card. Uh, Cigalas Eight. Cigalas Eight was oh, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. prominent That's card that people were discussing for a while during its initial conception about boggles. It being played in boggles. Oh yeah. And somehow EDH, and that boggles be a uh, even better thing. <laughs> but uh, we are here almost two years from EMN's release and nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah. very sad about that. I actually, yeah, I, spe- I, I actually I, we, we spec that a, a quite a bit. So because if you bought it, so now we can go into entry price. Like if you go in at fifteen cents or oh, eight a, cents, that is a good buy because you are paying basically cost for a card that could. If you if people are buying for a dollar two years from now, mm-hmm. you still make a like a decent. You make like quadruple no uh pen. Uh, five times your fifteen cents to a dollar. I don't. I don't even know how to say five times. It's quadruple, and then I was Quint- thinking that quintuple. Uh, quintuple. Quintuple. So you at least make quintuple. 
Uh, and quintuple of what you pay for still beats inflation, so that's not too bad. Uh, uh yeah, but you know, it's a, it's a usually a small amount, and yeah. then from that point, I mean, like for you to sell, and then yep. there's nobody who wants to buy, it, so that's the other thing that you have to consider. So it's like the effort. So I like. I mean, I think of magic cards as like assets, like houses. If you buy like a second house to rent and stuff, or mm. eventually want to sell it off, assets that are assets like these are very hard to move. You can probably sell. It just take a bit of time. And it will effort. take you some money yeah. as well because like uh, the advertisements, the marketing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, okay. So let's let's talk about specifics. Okay, card. Uh, like we, we talk about. In general, like entry point, you're looking at price trends. You're looking at the uh, price trends. Actually, a, a good um, give me a second. If you if you match this up with supply, uh, you know it it's a good way for you to assess the demand and supply of the market. Uh, you have to know roughly what the supply is. Uh, being magic cards, it's going to be a bit tough. Uh, if it's in a stock market, it's, it's pretty easy because you can you know exactly how many stocks are being given out and like what's the price of each stock. But uh, trends do help you map out uh, you know projections that you might have, especially since the card is powerful. So let's talk about uh, cards in specific or sets in specific. And one thing that uh, we we talked about before the show was whether the card is innately powerful. Or whether, uh, yeah, whether the card is innately powerful. So, in this article, uh, uh, Saffron Olive was uh, referring to Seance. And Cass was asking me, why yes, yes. did he talk about Seance? And I replied him, because at that point in time, he made that stupid Seance deck with the, uh, what's his name, with the Siege Rhinos and the. And the uh, this thing. He tried to make a Seance deck again recently. So. Guess what? You, people are like hearing you. Oh, sorry. 29, 30, 31, 32, 34, 35, 36, 37. Okay, yeah. So, I need 23 lands. Seance was the pick. Or at least he said, okay, if I spend like $50 on Seance, you know, I get like $900, sorry, $450 back. You know, that's a 900% increase. Great. Why Seance? Because he built a deck around it and I think the the contest contest uh, point uh-huh. of contest came where okay. it, it's not fair for you to think that a card's good because you built a deck around yeah, the card. Yeah. So that that was my point to build a card. So, um, I'm not accusing anybody of having any power or manipulation in terms of market forces. <laughs> but let's let's just let's let's just put it this way: if you're Saffron Olive has to sell cards. Yeah, yeah, you have to sell cards. And let's say you're Kim Kardashian and you started your own handbag brand, and then you see stock prices tanking and your market share is going down, and then like oh no, the house is going to catch on fire. You'd be like, okay, maybe it's time to step out of my closet and then do some marketing with my face. Oh, okay. and then because you use it's like having the ability to say Trump as a brand name represents success and mm. if you didn't know the intangible value valuation that Trump put on it, the Trump brand name is $3 million at the point yeah. of his presiden- uh, presidency uh, so I know so like, several basically of, he, he, he touched that card and then it turned yeah. to go or so, but the question is is it was it ob- uh, objectively good card or was it situational? Because Saffron Olive is a better than average player. He has been in Pro Tours where I haven't even walked, I haven't even played a GP. So <laughs> as a as a plebeian, I would assume that you know Saffron Olive knows some shit that I can't figure out, like, that, you know? That's true. But is it? But, but is the card innately yeah. good, right? So is the card innately good, or is this just because he's a good player and he's managed to work? Like if a pro player picked up Hedron Alignment. Mm. Then and he plays it super well. It doesn't mean another player could pick up Hedron alignment and do and equally play, well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, same as Shota Yosoka, as um Esper Dragons, right? Esper Dragons and the control and explain when he after the Pro Tour he, he said interview, don't play this don't deck. play this deck don't play the FNN but don't play it competitively. That's that's a pro player being honest about cards. I yeah. I like that because you. Yeah, you can help your company sell cars because you're famous and you have YouTubes and the streams and the Twitch. But yeah, but you're honest yeah. about like if, hey, how powerful yeah, is this card? At least the person marketing it is honest about it. I'm cool with that, but I don't like. I mean, I, I don't know the actual story behind Sion's, but I don't like it when I hear like, oh, uh, this pro played this card and then he's trying to make it like but that's, super good. That does affect uh, the prices of the yeah, cards anyway. You know, even. 
Even if Shota told you Don't play this People deck play You're gonna play the deck You're yeah. gonna buy your damn Silumgas <laughs> You're gonna buy your Silumgas scones And shit like that yes. And you're still gonna play the deck So yeah. You know uh, you, you can't help it But uh, Whether the card was innately good And how do we You know uh, Maybe some ways to assess Whether a card is innately good I think we compared uh, Seons To uh, Other enablers mm. So Seons Seons does enable Seons does enable other cards. Yeah. You know, cards go to your creatures go to the graveyard. They do come back, uh, and you know, and then you get all the enter the battlefield effects. But you know, you know what? Uh, so, like, let's look at Seons objectively. So, Seons is a recurring effect that sort of reanimates the dead for yep. until end of turn. You know what else? Other deck uses reanimate from what? the graveyard and wins you the game. Um, Goryeo's Vengeance um, Umbrellos right Goryeo's Vengeance Like Grizzleband Kill you for brilliant damage Fear yeah, you of the Horde So that, So <laughs> now you compare The power level Of both cards One One of them Costs 2 mana One of them costs 4 mana Is an enchantment that, 5 mana uh, uh, Yeah 4 mana Is an enchantment four. And then one costs 5 and 4 Yeah one costs 5 and 4 So Which is which is better? Like, Umbrella Rides, <laughs> Umbrella Rides, Goyo's Vengeance on one team. What is the speed Seon. as well? So, one is so, we can, just by this example alone, we can look at something that we, like, what I would think is subjectively good and subjectively bad. Okay. In, in terms of magic, it's just like buying a car, right? So, mm-hmm. race car. You want to, if you want the fastest performance, the best performance, you want it to be cheap casting cost, you want to hopefully have it be one mana type, not double, double base mana, so double yep. black. Is a restriction on its own, even though it's one color. Or like uh, multiple colors. You uh, want yeah. it to be instant speed, hopefully. So there are certain things players look out for in terms of good cards. Mm-hmm. So I just unsleeve Serum Vision. And the reason why Serum Vision is good is because one mana sorcery draws you one card, gives you a pseudo half draw, right? Also because there's no preordain or. Yeah. But, but then, then again, preordain brainstorm effectively does what some version wants to do but at a higher level so it's, it's literally like buying a Tamiya car and buying changing different motors different tires yeah which which right? doesn't mean that Serum Visions is innately it's not, good it's not, because it's, it's not, not innately the best but yeah. it's not it's innately good but it's not the best it's, obviously it's, it's, not it's the just best. the best of the worst situation because the other the alternatives are being banned right true so like in this case Seance among all the reanimate abilities is just something that it's if a full like, effect. If it's everything is banned, then Seons obviously will be good, but they're not. Yeah, that's true. Right? So, like, uh, yeah, the, the cost of the card, the, the effect of the card, and like double white for Seons. Okay, we're not, we're not knocking down Seons. I like yeah. Seons a lot. I think Seons um, is an interesting card. I just think that if you have... If you had to spec on it, like, yeah. I wouldn't spec on it, that would actually be and if a you, bad spec. And like, if you outrightly come out and say that, you know, Seons is a good card, you should buy this card, I think that is a... Not very professional thing to do because you're you are one sample size, and That's you're using yeah. your ability to affect the market to affect this card's price line and hopefully mm-hmm. sell them la. Which is hopefully what all card shops try to do, right? Have one pro and then and like then I was like I went to GH after Calvin Chu won the GP and then I was telling them like, hey man, if Calvin Chu plays <laughs> Hedron Lyman makes it good, we can everybody in Singapore can sell their Hedron Lyman cards for like a dollar <laughs> each and like quintuple our value of assets of Hedron Lyman. So. That's the thing, but you don't have to do it, right? You don't. Mm. You don't have to force yourself as a pro player or influential player to do something like that. Yeah, if it's objectively there. So you know? okay. So the other thing that we were talking about, like cards that support other cards. Yes. Uh, so, um, uh, what Seance? Seance is a card that supports other cards, yes. right? Because uh, the other cards that enter the battlefield. <laughs> Uh, are innately powerful. So, for example, yep. uh, Kitchen Things. Kitchen yep. Things so, is the example card. we were talking about pre-stream was the uh, normal Amazon company. So, if you look mm, at... Okay. okay, if you ignore the fact that Kitchen Things is just super duper you look at Murder Shake Cap. Murder Shake Cap is, is not the expensive uh, one. Yeah. Uh, Murder Shake Cap is part of the combo, but it's not the expensive one. But the rest of everything else that supports it to make it good. So, Milleria, Viscera, Seer, Anna Fanza... Uh, collector company. Collector company. Collector power company. Power. They're, but they're all cards that are innately powerful, but support the idea of this one card being a, the combo. So mm. the usually, if the card is a, a card that can support these kind of plays, uh, collector company that's be played in like almost any deck that wants to cheat in small creatures mm-hmm. for uh, on the instant play combo kill, uh, call calling for tutor. So all these cards are the cards that I would use as a. Defining characteristics of what would be a good card to speculate on. Cards that enable combos, cards that enable decks to be more powerful than they are, already are. Okay. So lands, for example. So 
what's a powerful land so shambling vans water arch angel uh, creeping topic cards that not only add you mana but give you actually card advantage because they're also creatures so more value better so yeah I'm gonna contest that point okay. how about snap custom age which I see right in yeah. front of us snap custom age is a card that supports other cards but it itself is a is a crazy expensive card so yes. maybe let's let's analyze like what's so, okay, so good about Snapcaster is a kitchen sphinx it is it supports other decks to be to play their combos because it lets, lets your four counters well become eight it lets mm-hmm. your four tosses become eight tosses if yep. you really want to take 16 life but uh, basically what it does is that it makes decks function even better so Kitchen Sphinx is one of those cards. Kitchen Sphinx provides a 3-2 body and a 2-1 body there's no graveyard hit. Gains you 4 life and gives you kind of versatility in mana options. So if you're playing against Burn, the power of Kitchen Sphinx lies when you can fetch basic lands, a basic forest and a basic plains mm-hmm. and still cast Kitchen Sphinx and subsequently cast any other spells. So okay. there are cards that are so they are defining cards that are innately powerful as well as long as their ability to support other decks' functionality. So Stamcaster allows Kologan Command, one of the cards we were talking about as oh, yeah. a spec card, be even more powerful. If at five mana, if you cast Kologan Command at one at three mana and you turn five, you cast a Kologan Command from a Snapcaster Mage. That will kill a two, lot of value. That will kill yeah. two artifacts. Bring back two two death shadows. Features, and yeah, yeah. You can bring back basically another another Snapcaster yeah, just so to do it, it again. It enables cards, but in itself, it is so powerful because it doesn't require a combo to play. Mm-hmm. It can play on its own. And that is a defining characteristic of any good card. Because yeah. Kitchen Sphinx is being, even though uh, it doesn't give you that flashback ability, yeah. giving you four life and a 3-2 and a 2-1 body to block two times in a row is super powerful. Yeah, we talked about modality, uh, the 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 idea of giving you choice. And I yes. think uh, Snap Custom Mage is one of those that gives you all the choice basically yes. you you cast it like it it is it works differently in uh different situations oh, okay, and i think sec. like kologan's command give me a is danny can you help me check whether there's two tamagoyfs in the uh yeah. one yeah those how yeah how do you know we have if you never check <laughs> you psychic is it so if have then if don't have how okay yeah. that's good i'll trust you uh okay so mm. Uh, let's move on like modal okay so we talked about modal spells I think modal yep. spells obviously you know uh, when we take a look at the modal spells uh, we talk about choice uh, what's good in what situation yes. Snapcaster Mage fits uh, that, almost every that, situation yeah that, right? that situation uh, well unless like you're really really unless there's graveyard hit la, then but even then, if graveyard hit then it's just which a 2-1 is a, beater right it might it's be ambush viper it might ambush viper man it's just flashing and just hope no, your man, opponent ambush enough. viper has death touch <laughs> don't ever compare snapcaster okay. to ambush viper well. ambush viper so good uh, <laughs> so much so much anger so much hate hey man, man I love my ambush vipers uh, in my popper deck which never gets any play anymore okay so uh, one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about, and I think one of the things that triggered uh, this conversation uh, was the actual value EV of a box. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and and there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about uh, what, what's this said? Hours of devastation. The EV of the box is extremely low. Or at least yes. that's what people have been saying. Uh, of course, now the the value of the box goes back to has gone back to you know expected value but once once we hit rotation uh the value of box is going to be dirt cheap so what we were talking about last night buy the mythics buy the mythics that cost money even though they're expensive now which is the reason why i i went to go and spec on uh, not spec but i went to go and buy uh nico bolasses Mm. Uh, to, just to just to complete the playset, yeah. because I I you know I I'm not specking on them, yeah. but I know the the prices of these mythics they're going to go up. So uh you know historically let's take a look at uh, Dragon's Maze. Yes. Dragon's Maze the only you know this is the Voice textbook example. Yeah, the only thing that was worth in that box was Voice of Resurgence, and Voice of Resurgence basically became the price of the box. If you opened up the box, uh no there were there were the the dual lands uh, the shock lands. Yeah, right. but those were like chance based. Like one in yeah. one like in one every. In like uh no 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 for for dragon's maze was one in twenty packs or something like that like really small, uh I think you can get one or two per box so that's that's what uh made up the price of a dragon's maze box, you know and if you did not open the um, the voice of resurgence, you get nothing, 
This, you basically yeah. get, uh, you get you get shock land uh, you get one at least one shock land maybe yes. a foil that's, that's what everybody's looking for one shock the one, land the one shock land right? you like open you pay, up the entire box you pay a hundred bucks uh, hey man if you're the kind of guy and you're still around hey man I got some shock lands you want to buy some I'll sell it for $50 you go through all that pain I'm not opening packs just, yeah, exactly. just take it off my hands man. <laughs> just take it off my hands uh, so you know so uh, I'm, I'm actually referring to that to uh, refer uh, you know to, to make my uh, investment uh, you know decisions on this because Nicobolas has not changed price. It's twenty bucks, and it's yes. been it's twenty bucks. Maybe fluctuates around twenty dollars, uh, plus or minus, depending on what the players are selling it for. Uh, the shops are selling it for what? Uh, twenty six dollars, twenty five, twenty six dollars, yep. somewhere there. Uh, they're following the Star City Games pricing. So, you know what? Uh, what I'm, uh, what I'm gonna bet, is that once this set either rotates out. Mm-hmm. Or once this once the new set comes in, we stop drafting this set. The mythics are going to be very very expensive. Yes. And the reason being, uh, you know, you the people are not going to be opening your boxes because they don't want uh, you know, it's 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 feel bad la, to open this box. I mean, it really is feel bad. I can't think of a single rare. I, I mean, actually, there are, there are some like are champion some, like champion of wits. Okay, like I, hour of promise is a card that. Our promise, the the green one. Oh yeah, our yeah, promise like is good. There are okay, cards so like that, but there are cards like, oh, Ketra's last word thing, the return your oh, life oh, to twenty. Yeah, Ketra's last yeah, mercy. Yeah, uh, y- yes, that's true. But um, so for uh, what what were we talking about? Yeah, so okay, so there are some uh rares in there that are valuable. Yeah. But they, <laughs> you know, that's not enough for mm. a big set, uh, or for a medium size set like this is uh this is clearly not enough. Uh, Siege Rhinos was supposed to be allowed that you're sleeping up. Siege yes. Rhinos was supposed to be like chase rare type of thing. But we opened up so many boxes. Siege yes. Rhinos are now like okay. three well, or four dollars. I think Siege is a, almost an exception to the rule because the, the because that set had fetch lands. Yeah, the EV of that box was insane. In, yeah, yeah. I've, at a point of time, I had people like post. I think a month coming in whacking boxes in front of me for no reason like my yeah. sales pitch was basically uh, I have the boxes <laughs> and then ooh, it ooh, went on it and it sold, it sold itself so that was that was no, the that's one that's different yeah, yeah. So that's, that's uh, slightly different yeah. uh, so for you know f- uh, for uh, for comparison sake we're yeah. only comparing uh, comparing to like uh, what's that to uh you know, even Fate Reforge. Yep. Fate Reforge was not a very largely open set. Yes. There were some chase rares, which Soul we Fire, had like Soul Fire, uh, Grandmaster, Soul Fire Grandmasters. Uh, 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 but the only, yeah, the only thing that you wanted, Soul Fire Grandmaster and... Uh, Men- Monashi Mentor, Monashi Ugin, Mentor, yeah. and... And look at the price of Ugin, yeah. look at the price of uh, Monastery Mentor. Those, those cards, because that set wasn't open that much, uh, we only got to open one booster pack per... Uh, eh, was it one booster pack? Yeah, first one. The, the Fate Reforge, no, Fate Reforge was two booster packs and then one, uh, one cans. Yeah, but that was and a then when Dragons people, was double Dragons. Yeah, but people didn't really want the double Fate Reforge because yeah, that's why. Like, because the value is so bad. There's like, like Mardu, like the black like spear guy, and then there's like some other nonsense. The spear guy was was terrible. Yeah, so there's so many bad cards, and people so, just didn't want to play that. But yeah, exactly, and it just. It just fluctuated the price because the, the supply of old cards like Ugin is so low. You can't you can't find Ugins. So this like is cheap. exactly yeah. so this is what's happening with this set. Because uh and uh Fate Reforge was even a smaller set than this, uh, by and, the way. But so the, the question here is that Ugin was a card that I, like the minute I saw the card, I was like, Yeah, this card uh, by the way, if Tron leaves one more land, this kills everything yeah. and anything. So um then of course there was the miracles that is like the oh okay this is like young pyromancer but on like roids like steroids you know? yeah but that's that's what everybody saw you see yeah. so the so, cards but, were already expensive but, to start yeah, off so with. those uh, they already started off with a decent amount of price because mm. they had so what like what I was telling you before the podcast the actual recording now is that they have they have basis for reasons of speculation I mean let, let me uh, yeah, try yeah. find a better word for it. There is basis there's for speculation. Stronger evidence. Yeah. There's stronger evidence. There's stronger there evidence to yeah. speculate in these cards because you know by reading it there are there are decks that would benefit from this card going in, and the power level of those decks would indefinitely go up. Yeah, cards like right. Ugin going into the Tron decks was a natural thing. Uh, cards, the uh, decks like Miracles having the Monastery Mentor instead of like playing around and treat the angels, playing a 15 minute game to find your one entry or two entries. Ripple, yeah. ripple. Uh... So. 
there are cards like that that when you look at it you know that with knowledge so a good way to look at it this way is uh, when you look at investments there's mm. a lot of macroeconomic pictures that you can't tell so like um, political uh, re- uh, regional politics uh, upheaval or natural disasters or mm-hmm. uh, so civil uh, domestic violence like uh, rioting yep. but in magic the good thing is that we don't have such weird things because no one's going to buy out one car and just burn everything except one. Oh yeah, we're going to fire Chris Cox. Now everybody's <laughs> like, oh my god, what is happening to Watsy? Oh, so, they release a new they release a new D&D or what's the plane shift? Oh my god, what's Watsy going to do? They're concentrating on D&D. They're not playing magic anymore. So... So in the same way, don't affect magic the good thing about magic is that there's not there's the, it's the lack of that volatility yeah, it's literally only demand yes. and supply so if you know your car is if you know your car is you look at it and it's like this shit is good shit like um, example spell credit you look at spell credit <laughs> it's like wow you know I think modern vintage and legacy all play cards that are below for mm, that do something like that yeah. uh, some people still use fiend hunters <laughs> oh this card might be good yeah, you so know when you look at those cards like if you can't tell it's good then uh, stop now Stop listening uh, Continue yeah, listening yeah. now But don't buy cars Before you finish Listening to this first uh, you, you know there are cars That are objectively good But your yeah, objective Is sure. still to Enter as low Enter that market When it's as low as possible And make as high As a profit margin Yeah But, uh, but even then Like uh, like what we were Referring to now Which is I, Me yeah. buying all the mythics From this set I, I want to get my Crusted yeah. Sunmares I want to get my Play sets of Ugin's mm-hmm. uh, Not Ugin's Sorry Nicobolas uh, uh, what other mythics are there worth in this set? I forget. Uh, Crested Sunme. The uh, gods, yeah, yeah, talk about the weird sphinx thingy. Oh, the gods, yeah. The gods. The weird sphinx thingy, uh, the yeah, green Unesh. thingy. Unesh is like $2, $2 now on Star City Games. Like, this is the prime time to get uh, your, so your my, mythics. The reason why... Okay, there's two reasons why I don't play standard. I, why I wouldn't advocate standard speculations because modern, there's so much more uh, oh, the eternal That's, formats have yeah. so much more evidence for you to justify buying into a certain asset because um, abrupt decay two mana kills anything below three there's non-land okay that shit must be good because right? yeah, yeah. it can't even be counted but when you look at the standard you're, there is that volatility of not knowing whether what you think is good now will be uh, changed by the next set's release correct correct so next set has dinosaurs man what if like sphinxes are just eaten up by dinosaurs and you just <laughs> have no choice and no but but that's the thing like these uh, will be I think at the end of the day will be uh, somewhat evergreen cards like we think about um, uh, when you mentioned the, the idea of, of it being in standard it doesn't have to be in standard dude it can be in uh, EDH it can be in uh, you know you know just EDH or just the availability of that card itself will Wait. make the price Wait, uh, uh, more difficult this what versus this two what Maelstrom Pulse versus Damnation and Lost Legacy I don't know how many other Maelstrom pulses are you playing? Zero. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't make the decision okay, now. I'm, 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 a, I'm on a train, train of thought, man. Okay. Uh, so the, the idea is that, you know, something like, uh, okay, so some of these cards are innately powerful, yep. like Elashnon. Elashnon was like some shit card in, back in the day because yeah. nobody wanted to play with it. CMC is so high. The CMC is yeah. so high, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, what, what are the cards that are... Probably like... Um, creator, Jim- who, creator who be yeah. more... Yeah, you know, like, the the effect is powerful. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but the CMC is so so crazy high that you just can't cast the creator who be more. You, you, like don't, you can't do it. Not in you standard. Can, anyway. You can't cast it effectively in standard. But when you look at the eternal formats, where when um, you look at commander, not just eternal formats. Yeah, commander and um, commander eternal formats. Like you have cards like heritage druid. You have access to all these other nonsensical cards. That, uh, so yeah, yeah, you know, so, you you wouldn't know this. I mean, you wouldn't know this. Yeah. Uh, along the way but uh, like I was saying just the rarity of the card because yeah. not a lot of people but, open the packs but the way I look at Elishnon and the way I look at the way I look at Elishnon at least is that Elishnon is kind of a it's, it's price range is affected mm. by many factors not only that it's played in Commander and Eternal format it's like one or two off which mm-hmm. usually doesn't make the justification of price being like above 15 but Elishnon is about 15 plus minus yeah. is that Elishnon is a iconic card it's powerful yeah. Yeah, so it's like exactly Gristle Band has been printed to like oblivion with the and GP promo and, and the MM10 and it's still at least $10 and that's like 
a lot of reprints, yeah, man. Okay. If you just Emraku, from- uh, yeah, the case case in point yeah. is Emraku. Yeah, Emraku yeah. has been reprinted to oblivion by now. Yeah. So the RPTQ one is the expensive one because it features all new different art and it's hard bucks. and it's hard to get. But like, if it comes from a booster Stupid. reprint or it comes from just attending an event, like a no requirement, no restriction event mm-hmm. as a GP, not uh, RPTQ, then the card will. Definitely not hold still, as much value. But it's still holding yeah, value. It, it Dude, Emraku is still like 35. So my comparison with Crater Hoof, Elishnon, and like Ulanesh from the House Ulanesh, of Devastation yeah. is one thing. If you are speculating it based on whether you uh, it'll be good buy for the next coming standard, then no, I, I, would, I think I would, that's a bad... Yeah, that would be yeah. a bad justification to spec into a card. Right. If you think this card will be played years from now I don't even think or it's cheap you- enough to think that way because the card is kind of innately powerful when you read it yeah. then fine by all means I think that's a good reason I but, don't even think yeah. you need to think about it uh, whether it will be played yep. just in the long run in you know this is a longer time period that yep. you're looking for once it starts rotating people are definitely not going to crack the boxes yep. supply of this card going to be very limited mm-hmm. and you control part of that supply like very small part of it but Still part of this, yeah, yeah. So and um, the, the entry price is, dude. The entry price for Unesh is like less than two bucks. Like Come on. a card that I would personally speculate on is the Green Promise, the Green Hour. Oh yeah, yeah. Hour because if it's cheap, I will buy XX. If oh, it's like, sure. if it's like eighty cents to a dollar, yeah. So oh, that shit, that card is powerful. Like you're gonna play that in a lot of decks. It, like in minimally, it will see play in Commander and anything yes. in Commander that ramps. It's always worth money. Uh, given a soul, a soul ring, if not reprinted to death, but mana crit, mana fall. Correct. Yeah, uh, that's five mana. Like, you yeah. don't play deserts in that deck. Yeah. That's five mana to look for the, the two best lands that you ever yeah. have. So, so. And, and, and that's what I mean. So, a card we were contesting about this uh, evidence that we think is required for oh, you yeah. to invest okay. was Dark Imitations. Dark Intimations. And, and dark Intimations. Yeah, that's a word. I have dyslexia. But, yeah, that card. Okay, so my contest to make was that he said that it was a it was a okay card and it'll be okay to invest because in itself it was okay. And in itself had evidence to show yep. you uh that okay, one of these sets hopefully will get uh get uh, <laughs> the God Pharaoh. God uh, not get for God Pharaoh, yeah, we get Nicobola's God Pharaoh. Yeah. So, uh <laughs> uh So mixed laugh. So this is my contest name. So the card is only okay. So then, okay, let's let's not let's take it step by step. If you look at the card, it's only okay. Next, we look at. Do you think this will be played in the Eternals plus EDH? Okay. Uh, EDH maybe. Yeah, EDH, EDH maybe. maybe. Uh, Eternals no. no. So there's uh there's a uh, sort of a linchpin on this price really because you don't see you don't think it's really being played in uh the Eternals except for EDH. Correct. The next thing is. Entry point, bar- okay, let's yeah. talk about entry, entry point. Entry point is dirt cheap because yeah, okay. no one's playing that card. So that, that uh, check so off the it's, it's good because, yeah, looking at the right things, you're looking, okay, you know, can you play in other formats? Does it make it worthwhile to invest? Mm-hmm. So what's the price point? Uh, the next thing is, uh, of course, what I propose to make is when you look at the card and its second subtext is based on a card that hasn't been printed, it, can you really justify it being a uh, spec? Uh, being powerful enough or being able to speculate enough. But that's the whole point of the definition of speculation. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of speculation. Yeah. But, this, but yeah. then that's where we talk about like big risk yes. and small risk. Big risk is uh, Nicobolas has one ability and yeah. it's a shit ability. Yes. And it, uh, how about if it only has a minus ability which you require at least one dark intimations in the graveyard. Yes. So uh, It wins you the game yeah. but then like but that... Yeah. But that was only real. So even if that information in in, in uh, dark dark non- card, I'm just gonna call it dark nonsense. If dark nonsense was good, but <laughs> Nicobolas was crap, it, it wouldn't even justify you buying four Nicobolas. It would justify you one, and maybe f- like not four. even four. Not really. It wouldn't even convincingly buy four places, like a full <laughs> playset of this dark nonsense. Because then you're you're looking for you have four of these good cards that only works with this one lousy card. And yeah. then I'm quite sure that in Magic where efficiency is so important in the, comp- the highest level of competition that you don't want to play four cards that is rely on one lousy card. And yeah. that's why I would say even though it, by definition 
Buying into dunk nonsense is the definition of speculation. It is a bad speculation. You're buying into half a leg. Basically, you're buying. The guy is. The guy shows you half a spring chicken, and the other half is covered by this plastic bag, and tells you, if hey, you buy man. it, maybe you get the other half. Maybe you don't. You know. No, maybe you get a good half. Maybe the other half still and, uncooked. And the worst part is, you only know three months from now. So you buy it. You can only. You can only look at the one half and not eat it for the first three months and eat it later subsequently. So, yeah. So that's that's a very good uh very good example of like a bad um uh a, a bad uh, investment Specu- a yeah. bad speculation. I mean like I trying to be the devil's advocate and yeah. like trying to fight for the card, but uh you know it, all signs point to you know yeah. it's very simple that it will point to that. Yeah, uh, the other yeah. the other example that we were looking at was Haven of the Spirit Dragon, yeah. where uh the the way the card was worded kind of suggested that we're going to print more Ugins yes. in the future. Correct. Uh, because uh, the second, the third part of the card says to tap, sacrifice uh, Spirit of Heaven Dragon, return target dan- uh, dragon creature or uh, Ugin Planeswalker card from your graveyard to your hand. And that kind of suggests that maybe we're going to get Ugin, but we don't know for sure. So the price of actually, uh, and because of that, the price of Haven uh, of the Spirit Dragon Remain quite high And yep. even Because the other two abilities Were fantastic yep. The fact that it gave you Colors mana minimum The yep. fact that you gave you uh, Colored mana for dragon spells Or uh, dragon creature spells That was fantastic Yep um, You know Definitely play in uh, Commander Minimally Yeah uh, You And if Ever again This card is easily reprintable so do you want me to tell him to? No, it's okay. uh, it's, the card is easily reprintable. It's not. It doesn't increase the the land based power like fetch lands do or like shock lands do. Yeah. The way it affects a standard deck, uh, standard standard format. So the card can. Uh, guys, guys, can you all lower a bit? Mm. Yeah. So it, it not only uh, gives you the power of uh, easy reprints. It fixes your land base. It suggests more ogins to reprint. And if more ogins are ever reprinted, this card is always going to be good. Yeah. So that's that's the thing, but the so the speculation during that period yeah, yeah. was that yeah that many no more Ugins, than one. Yeah. So yeah. maybe Ugins will be printed in the future. So this card is actually still yeah. good to to buy. I don't. I think Let's it's cheap. The I think I if it's the entry is low, you can probably invest in it because the core sets are coming back, and core set coming back means reprints. Yeah, that's what the other one thing I wanted to talk about was how how difficult is this card to reprint specifically yep. for magic cards. So uh, we were talking about uh, how. Um, Fatal Push yes. will always retain its price at like nine dollars yep. right now, uh, and and in actual fact, I think it will it will always retain that that price uh, until mm. they release the news of uh, uh, corsets. Yes. And then I, I got a bit I, sad. I'll be quite terrified of corsets because corsets is a you can place reprint anything that you yeah. want. It's it quite is. a scary place to be in. Exactly. So you know, we talked about like uh, uh, what you call it, Fatal Push, only being. Uh, open in Kaladesh and like yep. people are just cracking packs to open Fatal Push I'm just cracking packs to open Fatal Push well I'm not cracking packs I'm just trading in my price, price packs, packs yeah. Yeah. but you know then that scares me a lot because if you just suddenly reprint it at, at, at still uncommon then we are royally screwed okay, like so Inquisition of Kozilek this, this is what happened to Inquisition of Kozilek that you reprinted it in rare <laughs> and then you reprinted it at uncommon again uh, in a set that was open so so much yeah, like this true. is what scares me a little bit uh, but this is the inherent risk of this at least magic's form of speculation and mm. investment like if you're looking to make money then you can't you cannot you that's, can't, that's you risk can't, that's you can't beat every form of risk you can't beat yeah. market 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 risk you can't beat environmental risk you can't beat any, every kind of risk no matter how good you are yeah. you just have to absorb some of the risk and hope that it works out for the best because Correct. based on your evidence you made the right call then it's like playing magic if you, if you made the right play and your opponent really top that is answer then too bad it's just too bad there's okay. nothing you could have done and exactly be, uh, you know we, we talked about it before the show like uh, there is definitely some risk involved yes. Uh, but you have to separate yourself like if you are going to like go hard into investment yes. I don't believe our audience will yes. uh, it's just a nice informational podcast but you know if you're going to go hard into investment you d- cannot put your emotion to that money yes. that you spend like this is $100 that I'm not going to see again Yes. like if you're going to put $100 into uh, Heaven or Spirit it's like buying right gold for investment and liking gold and then <laughs> like, you like to look at I it like, and you never like, like to sell gold. it and then you don't you don't actually make your investment money back. You don't make your ob- you don't hit your aim in your objective. I like go. So you can't buy a car and be like, 
okay, let's say I buy like 20 Ugins for like $20 and now it's $40. And I look at Ugins, like, I kind of like dragons and I kind of like Ugin. So I just then, hold them no, and then it drops yeah. like $15 and it's like, shit, I should have sold them. Yeah. So don't, don't, you can't, not you can't play. put your yeah. emotions yeah. In, uh, in what we call playing the yes. stocks. La. So, all right. Uh, I think if you, if you have other uh, comments about uh, making good speculations or what you think about making good specu- speculations, put it in the comments below. We'll read it someday. I promise. <laughs> I do read the comments. Come on. Uh, go over to our website. I, I know I don't. You don't? I, I you don't know. even know where we post our no, listing. What's no, the website? What's the website that we have? Powermanpodcast.com Oh yeah, okay. So that, oh, that was a good guess. <laughs> that, was a good <laughs> that was a good guess. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, you know you can put in power9, like the number 9, podcast.com and then really? it still leads to... Oh, shit. And I think I bought p9p.com as well. Wow, well, we bought I the domains. Know. I bought all the domains so like you, you, people don't steal I love Cass. Oh man. is amazing. It can actually pick up by the way. Like you're far enough from the mic, but I think your voice is so shrilly, it picks it up. 13, 14, 15, 16, Guess what? Like people are now like listening to like, what is it? They can still hear you. All right. uh, uh, We're going to wrap up the show. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can find new episodes of the podcast every week. Power9podcast.com, mtgcast.com as well as on iTunes. You can find us uh, on Twitter, uh, sorry, on Instagram, YouTube, as well as on Facebooks and uh, Facebooks. You can find us on uh, uh, Insta- uh, not Instagram, Twitter at Power Nine Podcast. The nine is number, number nine. nine, yeah, uh, because they don't allow Power Nine Podcast like full word <laughs> because it's more than fifteen letters. Uh, you can find us on the Twitch as well, Twitch.tv slash The Asian Judge, Twitch.tv slash Grey Ogre Games, every Tuesday and Wednesday, eight PM Singapore time, uh, and um, you can find myself on Twitter at. The Asian judge uh, You can't find Cass anywhere yep. Please don't find him He will tell you Screw off Yes I'm a very angry individual oh. Get lost oh. I don't want to talk to you <laughs> Alright So for myself and Cass We're signing off See you guys See you Ciao